The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello all you people and welcome to episode 3 of the OCD and Anxiety podcast. Today I'm joined by Nick Thompson, the writer of the OCD short film For Want of an L. It's a really good film and I highly recommend that you check it out. Uh, The interview covers lots of different areas about OCD. Uh, Remember if you'd like to know more about the coaching services I offer, please do feel free to get in touch and I really hope you enjoy today's show. Many thanks. Okay, welcome to the uh, the show, Nick. Fantastic for, for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Nick is the writer of the up-and-coming uh, short film about OCD, For Want of a Nail. Um, so first of all, Nick, I just wanted to ask you, what was the inspiration for the film? And, and have, have, you, have you started OCD yourself? Uh, yeah, I uh, I have OCD myself, and that was there was kind of there were two main reasons why I uh, why I wrote the film. Uh, the first was that I was this was a few years ago now. I was I was recognizing that my particularly the the, the compulsions and the rituals were becoming more and more complex, um, and then so th- what was required of them, what I was required to do to satisfy these compulsions was becoming more and more intricate and more and more complicated. So therefore it took more time. Then you got stuck in these loops, mm. you see, and then that was becoming uh, more and more of a, of an issue. Um, and then, so it, it was like OCD was, it was gaining power, you know, uh, and starting to take over too much. Um, so I wanted to obviously, you know, you want to, to, to regain some power from it. And then, one of the other things that that really kind of fired me up to to write this story was it was um, on BuzzFeed. Uh, mm. I saw this on, on on social media and it was something that one of my friends shared and it was a quiz called How OCD Are You? Right. And being that this was from BuzzFeed, I can't imagine it was very accurate. So I went on <laughs> this and it was just a bunch of images of messy rooms yeah. with a rating system beneath it, one to ten. How uh, you know how triggered are you? by this image. And I was like, well, this isn't OCD. I mean, this is this, like, what is this rubbish? And then, yeah, and then I saw how people were reacting mm. to that and then thinking, oh, I've got OCD. Oh, so have I. Oh, so have I. But then it was weird because people were almost seeming to react as if that was like a good thing, as if it was something they could kind of show off on social media, make them look a bit different or a bit yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that, and then I just thought, well, this is this quiz, and I've seen there's been numerous ones. I saw one just the other day that was even worse, and so these are not representative of OCD at all. So I wanted to try and get a much more accurate picture um, of what it's of of what it's like to actually have OCD. Absolutely, I I completely agree. There's 
there's so much misinformation about OCD and uh, there are a lot of people on social media who are maybe using OCD in a, in a not very helpful way. And, and the, uh, yeah, that it's really frustrating when you see that because people who are really suffering, it kind of takes away from, from them and the experience that they're having. And, uh, you know, we're trying to raise awareness of OCD in, in the right kind of way. And if it's not being done in the right way, then it's actually very counterproductive, no? Exactly, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, the number of times that you see somebody say, oh, I'm a little bit OCD, or that was an OCD thing, or, uh, you know, the number of times you see somebody, if they've cleaned their house, and they've given it a really thorough clean. I gave my house a really OCD clean. And it's like, no, you just cleaned your house. Stop sort of co-opting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so annoying. It's, it's so really, frustrating. It's very annoying, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So um, for want of a nail, how, do, how did you come up with this this uh, title? It's a, a proverb, no? Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think my dad told me it years and years ago it's like one of those things and it, it sticks in your head because the original version of the you know originally there was, there was an idea for a novella then then it became a short story and it had different titles like one of the titles was compulsion but that was just it was too generic and on the nose the next title after that was the seventh rub which makes sense when you see the film but the title sounds too much like a porn movie so uh, <laughs> you know, so i thought no that's not a very good title <laughs> Yeah, it might trigger some people as well. Yeah. yeah. But then I remembered about the for want of a nail sort of poem, proverb, whatever you want to call it. And it was just it's it, it actually it's it's very appropriate for what OCD is about. That that it starts off with um you know, there's a horse a horse shoe and a nail comes out and then so the the horse loses the horseshoe, you lose the horse, you lose the rider, you you lose the message that they're carrying to somebody important, you lose the battle, then mm. you lose the war, and it's all for want of a horseshoe nail. So just this idea of something very small mm. having a big impact so that it kind of comes into, you know, one of the common things with OCD is the the, the kind of fear of, of um, you know, harm or even death um, being visited upon um, people that you care about. And then yes. so you do these compulsions to try and stop that happening so that's the so your compulsions that's the kind of the the the, the nail and the, the 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 kind of the losing of the battle is the kind of the ultimate fear you mm. know that's really interesting yeah that's that's a, it's a really makes sense now it's um yeah the heightened sense of responsibility that so many people with ocd have and cut that coupled with this idea of like magical power or, or magical thinking of, you know, if I don't rub this uh, light switch seven times in the right kind of way, then something terrible is going to happen to my grandmother or my brother or, or I don't know, I, whoever, but it's incredibly, incredibly hard, inc incredibly difficult to deal with that anxiety and just to kind of allow it to be there. And, uh, it's portrayed really well, I think, by the uh, by the actor in this film. Yeah, Clark did a Clark did a really good job, um, you know, because obviously I'd written the script, so he had the script to go off, and and then particularly when we were workshopping the mm. script with a bunch of other actors, and we got a bunch of um, volunteers who came in from Mind and OCD Action and so on, so they worked with the actors um, and were really able to 
to again it's that issue of of translating it mm. from somebody who has it to somebody who doesn't so that they can kind of get into the mindset of it and then translate that again for the viewer so Absolutely. Clark did a really good job okay so you so you had volunteers so you had people coming on to set who actually suffered with OCD to, to, to work with the actor and to, to make sure it was being portrayed in a way that they felt was was reflective of of what OCD is truly like yeah, that's that's exactly it. Because you know we had numerous people for the for the workshop, and then um, when we were actually filming it um, on set, we had uh, Kasha Khan, who came on, and he's got OCD as well. Mm. So he was kind of the dedicated, um, you know, on set uh, volunteer that could um, deal with the actors, particularly Clark, in in just you know providing just little bits of information or just little ways to maybe play the scene, you know, because. Obviously, I, I was there on set as well, but then I was busy being script supervisor. So I had mm. I was kind of busy with that most yeah. of the time. But I was able yeah. to chip in now and then. But it was good to it was really good to have to have Kasha there to be the dedicated person uh, to for that to really kind of help guide Clark through all the little intricacies, because that's one of the things about OCD. It's very, very complex. And there's all these little intricacies and it's and it's different for, for each individual as well. Like it's it's not very it's not a very consistent thing. It's not a simple thing to understand. No, that's that's exactly right. It's completely different for, for each person. Uh, everyone has their own perspective and their own background and history. And OCD kind of is a thinking habit. It's a, it's a pattern or a style of thinking that changes over time. And, and I was going to ask you now about themes because you kind of already mentioned kind of some of the themes that he had um, or has in, in, the, in the story. And um, themes are one thing that certainly for me, and I think for most people with OCD, they tend to kind of change and morph over time. And that's part of the complexity of the problem. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about the themes that uh, Marty kind of deals with? Um, well, with, with, with Marty, he's kind, of, he's kind of sort of a reflection of, of myself and, and my own issues with, with, with OCD. Um, mm. So... The main one for Marty is is intrusive thoughts, which are, you know they're they're a good um, they kind of they sort of cover everything and they're always there mm. and they're always um, in charge of things. But then there's there's numerous things like you have there's checking you know so it's windows and locks and particularly light switches uh, in the case yeah. of the film. Yeah. And then there's also like the importance of objects. You know, so it's, you know, that, you know, trinkets, mementos, gifts, you know, it's all about who those uh, objects are connected to, the people in his life. Mm -hmm. So these things take on great importance um, with that. And there's also, there's, you know, there's elements of, of contamination, worries, more, you know, stuff from the outside um, rather than, than to do with himself or within his own little world. Because, like, you know, we mostly see him you know in his in his in his house and that's kind of his his little sanctuary you know that he's he's kind of withdrawn into yeah so yeah. Uh, you know i kind of you know explain it um like with, with my ocd it's it's kind of like a like a pick and mix but there's not a jelly fruit in sight you know so it's like you've got bits of this that and the other from all of these different pillars that kind of form the foundation of ocd in general and 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 some people will have you know, maybe the intrusive thoughts are very high, or maybe for another person, the contamination aspect is very high. And so it's these different 
levels you know so it's kind of it's lots of individual pieces but the main driving force is is intrusive thoughts absolutely okay and and one thing that i really noticed um throughout the film was this idea that marty seems to have about perfectionism he's he's and it's it's such a common theme in ocd uh maybe underlines a lot of ocd in general is people are looking for perfection before i can kind of you know, relax and enjoy myself or, or be in this conversation with this person or whatever it is, I have to first get to the bottom of this thing and I have to do it perfectly. And I think the film portrays that really well with Marty. Yeah, it's um, I, 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 part, of the, part of the reason in writing the film as well was it was like a warning to myself. Because as I mentioned earlier, I was noticing that particularly compulsions were getting, you know, more and more complicated and were de mm. demanding more and more of me. So in writing this film, it, it's it's kind of like a warning to myself in the future. It's like, don't end up like this. Don't let it get to this state, you know. Mm. So then writing the film brings the control back. So then part of this nightmare scenario, if you will, that the film presents is this idea of Marty pursuing the perfect day. So with rituals, they, they can kind of, they sort of manifest from, from nowhere, it seems. You could maybe do something that has no meaning. You maybe do it again, it has a little bit more meaning. You do it a third time, maybe not intentionally, and then all of a sudden, now it's a ritual. And then things build upon those rituals. So with this per pursuit of a perfect day, this is, it's like been building for Marty over a number of years. And then it's become this thing now where it's like in order to achieve his main goal, which is to, you know, quote unquote, save his his twin sister, Mindy. In order to achieve that, he then has to do this perfect run throughout the day. It's like pure efficiency. And this is something he's kind of latched onto. And if he can just get through one day absolutely perfectly, he'll achieve the goal. Oh, that'll be, you know, I've kind of tick. I've done OCD. It, it's done. But of course, that's not how it works, you know, but then that's. It's almost like that's how OCD is making him think about it to kind of trick him into into doing it, you know, because OCD is it's a very manipulative um, kind of a condition. You know, it makes you think yeah. all sorts of things and turns it itself back on itself. And, you know, it really it twists every thought that you have. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really interesting. And uh, you mentioned there about the, 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 the creative process itself being actually very helpful for you in, in dealing with your own OCD. Yeah, it's um, in in doing the film because you know fortunately um, uh, with uh, Ali Corson, uh, who's our producer, um, you know she wanted when she was looking for scripts, she was she was wanting to find a, a screenwriter who would be as involved in possible as possible, and and fortunately that was what I wanted to be as well. I didn't just want to sell a script and then move on. I wanted to be involved in in the creative process. Mm. Um, so the in 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 being involved in in the project that's required me to travel you know and then it's like one of one of my recurring uh recurring um, anxieties and, and issues is to do with travel and it's this you know it's this abject fear of unfamiliar unfamiliar places and getting lost and not being able to find my way home mm. so in 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 having to travel for this project you then you know you're going to unfamiliar places you're having to you know drive somewhere on unfamiliar roads uh, you know going somewhere that you don't know to meet people that you haven't met before so these are all 
all things that, that challenge you in, in, in different kinds of ways. You know, you're, you're staying over at somebody else's house. You're in somebody else's bedroom. You know, this is yeah. it's an entirely alien environment. It's like wearing somebody else's shoes, you know, when you're staying mm. in somebody else's bedroom. It's a, yeah. you know, you're, you're out of your comfort zone, okay. you know, and, and the, the place where you have control, you know, you could walk through your daily routine with mm. your eyes closed. And yeah. then suddenly you find yourself in totally unfamiliar surroundings. So just the the act of being involved in this film, it, it, it is good because it, it, you know, it pushes me to tackle some of these things. I mean, like particularly with the travel thing, when I, I mean, any time I've had to travel for for this project, the, the, the anxiety and the worry about traveling usually begins about a month before I actually have to travel. Wow. And then it just ratchets up gradually. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the day before you can't sleep properly. And then, you know, and then it's, it's kind of like, you know, that, that Adam Sandler movie Click, where he has the remote control that can skip past parts of his life. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I had one of those. So you could, oh, if I could just skip <laughs> past the bit where I have to drive four hours on motorways, yeah. all the chaos. If I could just skip past that, that would be handy. But, yeah. you know, but obviously you don't have that. So you have to then, you have to do these things. You have to, to travel in order to get there, to do the thing that you want to do with the film. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's very, it's been very helpful in trying to, wrestle back some control from from OCD itself absolutely I mean to me it sounds like you're applying uh, act or or ERP to to the actual creative process you know like it's these are the things that you really value you value uh, your creativity your writing uh, supporting other people with OCD and so you're focusing in on those those things and the values that you you care about and making sure that you're you're doing those things despite the anxiety and despite the OCD that you're having about that. And when you have that approach, that is that is the, in my opinion, that's the best way to deal with with OCD is to try and take back that control. Like, don't let OCD force you to kind of like stay at home. It's like no, like identify the things that you're passionate about and that you care about, and then focus in on those things and and do those things and allow the anxiety to be there because. When we keep doing that, although, as you just said, like, you know, you, like we all wish we could have a remote control to, to kind of take those difficult things away. It's like, unfortunately, we can't, we have to deal with it. But if we keep doing it over time, what ha what's happened to me is I notice I get over time less anxious bit by bit by bit over, you know, over the months and years. So it's worth doing, yeah, that's, I think. That's exactly it, because... <laughs> You know, in in doing this, in being involved in this project, then I have noticed that you know there were certain, you know, certain compulsions or certain rituals that I that I did before that I now no longer feel the need to do because it's like, you know, in in tackling this thing through a creative pursuit, then it's that's something that I can do. So I'm kind of using something that's inherent to myself, which is the, you know this uh, creativity, screenwriting. So this is kind of my you know my route into tackling my own OCD um, and uh, yeah it's 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 really it's really it, obviously there's <laughs> there's always a long way to go and there's always various other things you can do but I've definitely managed to, to pull back some control and 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 temper down certain certain things you know so it's um, yeah hopefully we can we can keep this project going because we're, we're pitching a, a, te a television series adaptation of for want oh, really? of a nail uh, at the moment so which would you know allow us to really expand upon the characters and the story and yeah fantastic and explore ocd in, in a way that's very different to how we do it 
in the short film uh, mm. in a way that we couldn't really uh, do on you know with the compressed time and the small budget and and so on there's there's, there's, a, there's a way that's because in the short film we use a lot of uh, voiceover and um, breaking the fourth wall wall so that's kind of telling the audience what it's like to have OCD but in the television adaptation that we're that we're pitching I'm coming at it from a more dynamic angle where I would be able to show the audience what it's like to have OCD and really and 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 represent it even more accurately and really get into a lot of the the nitty-gritty with yeah. it so yeah this you know this this whole project has you know really has been uh, a big help yeah oh fantastic that's uh that's really interesting to hear and you know good luck with that i really hope it um you know you get some success with that it would be great to to see a, a, a tv series yeah i mean the, the the stuff that you know we've been I've, you know obviously i've been mapping out all of the episodes and i've been writing some of the material for the mm. for the episodes and, I, and it really excites me a great deal um and i think it could be a really a really really good television show and i think it would make a really good story with characters that people could really get connected to and then they would and it would be also particularly with 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 the short film as well the intention was to inform the audience about ocd but then also entertain them in terms of the film itself so it'd be a film that they would enjoy watching rather than it being some awful dreary serious hand-wringing um sort of issues film which yeah. somebody would yeah. say i've watched it i'm never going to watch it again with, with this <laughs> so that it'd be something that people would enjoy watching but then whilst they enjoy it they actually learn something very valuable and and, and yeah uh, and really get an understanding of ocd you know well, that's the thing, because obviously when you have OCD, it's it, sometimes it's incredibly hard to kind of, you know, like to laugh and smile about it and, and kind of, you know, because when we when we can do that, that's when we, we start to feel a bit better. But it's so hard to do sometimes. Um, and if you can have a TV show that kind of shows OCD, but also shows like the kind of light heart, like light heartedness behind it as well, because um, it's difficult, though, because you know, like you don't want to, to like mock OCD. Like that's, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is, is saying, okay, like you have OCD, but like we can still kind of uh, try to see like the ridiculous side behind it. Because really, when you really look at some of the things we do when we have OCD, there is like, it is ridiculous. It is like when you, when you look at it from an objective point of view or objective standpoint, and you really think like, what on earth am I doing? Like, why am I rubbing this like door seven times? Or why am I worrying about like, um, you know, like uh, my, my breathing or my swallowing or like and, uh, anything like hand washing? Like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous in nature. And if we can kind of see the funny side of it, then it's, it really helps us, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Because, I mean, particularly when it comes down to the, to the humor aspect of, for want of a nail, because I always wanted to make it absolutely clear that any of the humour in For Want of a Nail, none of it is it's it, none of it targets OCD. It's not about making fun of OCD or the people that have OCD. It's never about that. It's because really, in, in I suppose in describing what the genre of the film, what type of film it would be, it would be a drama with a with with a sense of humour. So it's it's you know it's not a comedy because that would suggest laugh out loud funny, which yeah. 
that's not what this is. It's not, yeah. And it's not necessarily lighthearted because then that would suggest that it's flippant. So it's not that either. So it's it's more like, well, I mean, so I have OCD, but I also have a sense of humor. OCD doesn't stop me from having a sense of humor. So in turn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marty has a sense of humor. And really, I mean, one of the common things with a sense of humor is it's it's kind of it's like a it's like a shield. It's you know you use it to protect yourself or to get yourself you know through a through a difficult time. I mean, on the battlefield, soldiers are cracking jokes. There's this awful situation that they're in, but mm. they're cracking jokes. It's a way to yeah. to cope with the the situation. But then and also release the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and and particularly like you know with with you know sometimes you see a, a drama on television and then the characters are all in some very intense you know sort of story and there's all this drama going on and nobody ever cracks a smile never mind a joke never mind has a humorous observation about everything it's like mm. nobody goes through their life that utterly miserable you know? <laughs> I mean it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not realistic it's not a round a fully rounded character so yeah. that was one of the things I wanted to to do with with Marty is is give him a, a sense of humor and because also it helps balance out the more serious aspects of for want of a nail so he can have a bit of of humor there so it keeps the the tone balanced because you don't want the audience to just be dragged down you know i mm. want to, to have a bit of levity now and then but again it's it's the thing of the humor is always appropriately targeted. It's never at OCD. It's never mocking OCD or mocking anybody that has OCD because I have it myself. Why would I want to mm. mock my own situation or the, or the situation of other people? Yeah. But as I said, just because you have OCD doesn't mean you can't have a sense of humor as a person. Yeah, you know, so absolutely. absolutely. Things and that's interesting as well because um, something I noticed about Marty throughout the film is he he often gets emotionally like blocked. Um, and when he does, it's like all humor goes out the window. Everything goes out the window. He's, he's blocked. He's, he's not able to kind of communicate uh, with, with the people in his life. Um, can you tell us more about that? Well, I suppose the, the, the interesting thing is that with, with OCD, you keep it secret. You know, mm. to, to begin with, when when you first start experiencing it, you don't know what it is. Like mm. in hindsight, I'm able to recognize that I, I started experiencing uh, some of the, the, the issues with it when I was eight years old. So I mean, that's you know, a long time ago now, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah. so when I was eight years old, that's when, you know, the, the first start, you know, the first rumblings of this got going, like in, in the film. The, the character uh, has this thing with, you know, I call it the even touch, you know, so it's like if you're touching a, a surface, then you've got to balance it out with your fingers. And I first noticed that when I was eight. Yeah. So that you you keep this secret because it's like, what is this thing? You don't understand it. It's an embarrassing thing. Uh, and then so you go year after year after year after year after year, not talking about it, not addressing it, not telling anybody about it. It's like this big secret. It's a big embarrassment. So in doing that then you're not confronting that because you don't necessarily know what it is that you would be confronting anyway and it's only years later you start finding out oh wait a minute this is OCD I think and then the more you investigate it's like oh yes it is OCD and then you already know the public perceptions of OCD the way it is kind of casually tossed around the way it is mocked all this kind of stuff so because of this this thing of of keeping it secret then you're you're shutting it down so you're not uh, tackling it so therefore Marty's you know not really going to be all that great when it comes to 
you know, face-to-face conflict yeah, yeah. with something. You know, he's not used to expressing himself or being honest about about OCD. So yeah. therefore, that you know that also affects his dealings with with other people. You know, he just kind of it's and then also it's that it's that thing of you know with OCD the the, the constant you know twenty four seven fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. Mm. And you know, where else are you going to say or do the wrong thing than in the the heat of a conflict? So it's you know so you just get shut down and you can't quite cope with this thing. So yeah, it kind of leads into my next question as well, which is the importance of you know you've just already spoken about it, but the importance of of opening up and not keeping it a secret, because obviously when we open up and we speak to people and we we ask for help, that is um, when things start to get better. And Marty clearly struggles with doing that. And uh, so it, it is part of the film to hi- highlight the importance of that then. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because when in, in the short film, when we, we find Marty in a very, um, a very lonely place mm. and he's the only person that knows about this, even the people that are closest to him, like family members and, and, and so on, you know, they don't, they don't understand. Oh, that's just, that's just Marty or they, they don't, understand what's going on because it is that it's a very secret Mm. internal sort of a condition so um you know i I, yeah i really want people to to understand um to understand ocd and and how it how it works um because it is it's a very it's a very complicated um sort of a condition yeah, I mean, it's it's so frustrating. I, th- I think, you know, you can you can keep it secret and for a long time and then finally you can open up and speak to someone about it. But unfortunately, if you speak to the wrong person and, and they they don't understand OCD, then it can it, that can also not be particularly helpful. And, and other people like clients that I've worked with have even gone to the doctor and explained in detail um, the like pure O type OCD that they're having. And still a lot of doctors don't necessarily understand um, OCD. And so they, the person gets told, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just thinking too much or you're whatever. And I think that can be, you know, really, really hard to take as well. Um, unfortunately, yeah, there's, there really yeah. is a, I mean, it, 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 it's absurd that even in the, in, in the medical profession, there's, there seems to be such a, a lack of understanding of it. And so, you know, even with your, your GP and it's like, well, no wonder people don't want to go and talk to somebody about it. Cause really their first port of call would probably be their, their GP who probably knows nothing about it. You know, particularly, you know, with, with medical professionals, but just the general public. Um, I think we generally have like a good understanding of say PTSD or postpartum depression, or you know things like this. I think you know the, the public have generally got a grasp of it. Um, mm. You know, even even from uh, from a from a casual standpoint, they kind of they get the gist at least. You know, so they have some some understanding. Whereas with OCD, it's just year after year, it just it keeps being something that is that is just casually thrown around. People don't understand. They, maybe they don't even want to be bothered mm. to understand. So oh, here's another thing I've got to learn about. You know, and yeah it's an absurd situation that we find all these years later and you know the 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 majority of the public just have no real understanding of of what ocd is actually about yeah yeah 
And I, and I guess uh, it also highlights the importance of if you are suffering from OCD or you, you suspect that you have OCD, it's so important to go and speak to an OCD specialist and um, get some proper help because, uh, you know, if you do go to the wrong kind of person um, who is not an OCD specialist, then you might not find the help that you need. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping, I mean, you've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but what are you really hoping that people will take from the film? Well, yeah, like I was, like I was saying, that, you know, the, the, the goal with the film was to inform while entertaining. So I suppose two things would be a better understanding of OCD, which getting the reactions from, from people that have, have seen it, you know, on the festival circuit and, you know, through audience research that, that, that we've conducted as well, you know, we, we find that, you know, the vast majority of, of viewers do come away from the film with a better understanding of, of OCD. You know, sometimes they come into the film, they knew nothing about it, or they just had a very, you know, twisted perception of what it might be. They come out of the film, they have a completely different uh, uh, view of OCD, or they, they, maybe they know somebody that has it and then now they kind of have a slightly better understanding of what that person is going through but then you know in, in, i suppose to use a kind of a, a slightly lofty term in terms of like the artistic aspect of the film you know i i'd also hope that that people watch the film and enjoy it as a piece of filmmaking they enjoy the story the characters the style in which it is made and you know perhaps it would be a film that they would watch more than once you know rather than some you know you, you know, you watch some hand-wringing, dreary issues movie, you see it once, you endure it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully for want of a nail, isn't something that you would endure. You would actually enjoy watching it, you know, yeah. and then learn a little something about the condition at the same time. Sure, sure. And where can people go to, to see it? Um, well, the film is, uh, is coming out on um, February the 21st. Um, mm. It will be coming out um, through... Um, uh, the charity OCD Action. Um, yep. You know, to, in order to keep up with uh, um, things to do with the film, you can follow us on Facebook. So that's you know facebook.com forward slash fwoan. Um, you can also uh, follow uh, Oak Hill Productions on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, so follow us that way. Fantastic. And uh, final question: um, If you could give one piece of advice to people with with OCD, what would it be? <sighs> well, <laughs> there's all sorts of advice you could give. But, I mean, I suppose um, one of the one of, I suppose the, the one of the hardest thing, I suppose, is beginning to talk about it. That very yeah. first step in talking about it. So I think you've got to find that first step that suits you. So for me, it was writing this film. You know, so that was through a creative pursuit. And then through doing it, you then, you then start talking to people about it. And you talk to more people about it. You talk to other people with OCD about it. You start, you know, maybe opening up to, to family about it. Then start because the more you talk about it, the less of a secret it is. The, the pressure cooker, you know, starts coming down. So I suppose it's like if you could find somebody, see that, you know, somebody in real life, maybe it's somebody online. If you could find somebody to just begin talking about it with. Somebody that, you know, isn't going to like, oh, what, OCD? Oh, yeah, I've got, I'm a little bit OCD too. Not somebody, <laughs> you know, that has that kind yeah. of reaction. But somebody that yeah, actually yeah, you know, yeah. listens to it honestly. You know, yeah. maybe, you know, an OCD group somewhere online perhaps, you know, because these things can be very difficult to, to actually, you know, physically speak about. You know, sometimes it's easier to write about it, you know, on your computer. But just that first step 
of beginning to talk about it. And then you take another little step and then another little step. You start talking about it to a, to other people in person, you know, which, you know, it can be a, a scary thing to to do. You know, I mean, when we were doing the workshop with the volunteers, we had a little a little circle with some of the actors and it was the volunteers and the actors. And I was in there as well. And we went around the circle, you know, uh, telling telling them about our personal experiences with OCD. And yeah. It, you know, just the way it went, it went around the circle and I was the last person to talk. So it was like the sand was draining out of the of the timer. And then finally it comes to me and there's all of the, the kind of the tension. <laughs> say the wrong thing. Is it going yeah. to be a big log jam of words that comes spewing out? But then the, it was really because it was really interesting because one of the actors during that workshop came up to me and said, oh, is, you know, is this whole thing, is it triggering you? Is it, is it causing you anxiety and stress? And, all this? and I said, actually, it's quite the opposite. You know, it, mm. it was actually, it was, it was, it was a sense of relief. Yeah. From, from that makes talking sense. About it and being yeah. in a group of people that, that understood it, that knew what you were, you were going through. They, you know, you had OCD aspects and themes, as you say, in common with each other. Mm. So this was like a good thing. It was like, oh, you're not alone. You don't have this, big secret you know that has to be kept at all costs you know you can it's you know when you when you do start talking about it then the you know the the pressure valve gets eased down you know so yeah that's the thing it's it's finding that little first step and just yeah. beginning to talk about it and then build up from there yeah that's spot on i think that's some really good advice and if you're listening at home and you're you know you're thinking about speaking to somebody about ocd um hopefully that's inspiring and and you're that will uh, give you some confidence to go ahead because you're so right. Uh, when you're in an atmosphere where things are open and you're able to speak about uh, everything that you're experiencing and going through, that is the first step in in getting better from OCD. So excellent. Um, Nick, thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting to to talk to you and I, you know, I wish you the best for the film. I really hope it goes well. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed it today. To find out more about the film for Want of an L, you can go to oakhillproductions.co.uk. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.